Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove, diving right into it, Matt. Um, I got to ask you, are, are you feeling okay? You're a little north of where I am. I'm in the Amherst studios, the WGR Odyssey studios in Amherst, and you are located up in Grand Island. Yep. And the air quality is just awful as we sit here on June 7th, Wednesday morning to record this. So I just want to ask how you're doing up there. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. I walked outside to water the grass, water the flowers, and it smelled like a bonfire, which I actually love the smell of, but I know that we're dealing with something pretty serious here. So I hope everybody is staying safe and it's not bothering anybody too, too much. We were actually trying to figure out, like, can we walk the baby in this? Because you know what I mean? It's like, eh, she's a little one. Like, she doesn't have fully developed anything yet. So yesterday, so on Tuesday, we did. Today, we will not, because I feel like today it has gotten significantly worse than it was yesterday. So I'm talking about when I say today, I mean Wednesday. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully this gets uh, better sooner rather than later. It's very hazy, smoky, yeah. orange sun when you wake up in the morning. It's supposed to be blue skies on Wednesday, but it's not. You can't even see any blue because of it. I have my stepbrother lives in Nova Scotia and him and his wife. She has been posting pictures of the fires up there and the evacuations going on. And it's just devastating. It's awful to see all of that happening. And then watching the Yankees game on Tuesday night, and it was just cloud. Like, it looked like, you know, when you watch a game and they just had fireworks, like mm. that's what it looked like at the Yankees game. That's and so yeah. And um, people have been talking about New York City, New Jersey, have friends down there posting pictures, how the smell of burning wood, even that far south. So it's a really tough situation. And, you know, obviously, um, you want to make sure that everybody, you know, stays safe. Even here in Buffalo, Buffalo Public Schools, canceling all outdoor activities. I'm guessing all schools in Western New York will be doing that on Wednesday, which really, you know, obviously shows you how serious this is. Yeah, for sure. And I was actually debating today, like we're talking about how serious it is. And I know that they canceled a bunch of like outdoor activities. Like when is the, what is the threshold of things that you can do outside comfortably where you're not feeling like you're putting yourself at risk? Like I had a couple of friends who asked me, Hey, you want to golf on Wednesday afternoon? Is it a bad idea to go outside and golf in this? It's a good question. Here's the deal. So I'm in a golf league, the Jeremy White setup that we talk about on the radio sometimes called the birdie league. Uh-huh. And a lot of the WGR people, some other people, um, and we play Wednesdays and normally we play Wednesday evenings, but if you can't get out Wednesday evening, you can go by yourself or with somebody on Wednesday afternoon or whatever. And you can, you know, card your score and put it in. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have the hall of fame induction actually coming tonight for Cleveland Hill. So I can't play on Wednesday night. So I said, all right, I'll play on Wednesday afternoon. I'm not going out. It's just, I'm not going to go out there for two hours and walk around Delaware park. And I know that it seems a little, you know, odd to say that because of the situation, but it's just, I, 
with a night like tonight coming up and the induction, I'm just not going to go out there for two hours and be in that, mm -hmm. you know, in that air quality. So I, I think it's very reasonable for anyone to say, I just can't do something like that. Yeah. Well, congratulations, by the way, on the hall of fame induction that's happening Thank later. You. That'll be very, very exciting. Yeah. I mean, you just got to be smart. If you're going to go outside, like don't overexert yourself. Maybe today is an excuse to not go on the run that you were thinking about taking or not take the long bike ride you were thinking about taking. Uh, yeah, it's kind of creepy. It's weird. I I've never experienced anything like this. I know this is pretty like par for the course in California and in yeah. other parts of the country, but here, this is not something we deal with. And I would also let's dive it into football. Jeremy asked me when I went on on Wednesday morning in our, our normal AM segment that I'm on with him, he said, you know, what about the Bills? The Bills aren't scheduled to be on the field on Wednesday. They're scheduled to be back on the field on Thursday. And you wonder if they would even do that. Are they going to go back on the field? They could go inside the field house. But their OTA schedule, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday this week, Thursday will be the final OTA of the not only week, but of the offseason. After that, mm -hmm. it's mandatory minicamp. But honestly, Matt, if this air lingers, I wouldn't be surprised that the Bills don't do anything on the field on Thursday. Yeah, that doesn't shock me either. I mean, they have access to the field house. I know they've got a ton of bodies, so it would make the field house a little bit tougher to use than it is during the regular season when you just have right. your normal practice crew. So I would think they will always be in the position of being overcautious with something like this, especially because minicamp actually starts next week. Like, you're not yep. going to bend over backwards and put anybody at risk or do anything silly just to have that one extra practice when you know you're going to have mandatory minicamp stuff the following week. So uh, it's a good point, but they also have so many resources and so much availability that you could have half of the guys do the weight room, half of the guys be on the field, mm -hmm. and then like flip-flop, and then you could go to your spin studio, and then you could go to your sauna and your steam room and your pool and your hot tub and all the things that they have down at the facility sounds like sounds like casa bove up in grand island i mean that's yeah what that's yeah about. that's what it is i actually have an indoor pool sauna basketball court golf course uh go. yeah all of that right in my basement right here <laughs> all right so we want to thank everybody as always for coming aboard here always new listeners and as the season gets closer the off season goes on and the bills are making roster moves we'll get to that in a minute um, we're getting new listeners every day whether that's via audio or video thank you so much itunes spotify WGR Odyssey app, wherever you listen, wherever you pod. We thank you so much. Throw us a nice like review, uh, five-star rating. We'd appreciate that. And also on video, um, Sal sports on YouTube. The numbers are really popping over there as well. A lot of people like watching the video version of this show. Uh, Matt's right there. You see him, you see me. We're trying to get you as much content in many ways as possible to watch this. Throw it up on your big screen TV. Just hook your computer in there and you can watch that. You can listen to it you know, while you're jogging or something like that, like you're at the gym. You can do it right in your own home if you have a, a treadmill or something like that. In the meantime, right before we went on, like yeah, right that's before. I'm, I'm looking at my phone. If you're watching the video version, you'll notice yeah. I'm not really paying attention to the screen. I'm just trying to figure out this is an interesting sign-in for the Bills. This is not something that I had on my bingo board. No, and, and just like Leonard Floyd, which we'll get to, that was going to be the lead. Now the new lead is Cam Dantzler. Cam Dantzler, a former third-round pick of mm -hmm. the Minnesota Vikings back in 2020, just three years ago. Didn't work out in Minnesota, and I think he had gone on to Washington. He had already been out of Minnesota for, for a little while, at least the offseason here. Uh, the Bills have added him. Now, look, you could say third-round pick. Now he's been on two teams. There's obviously a reason. Totally fair and justified, and I get that. But it is an interesting name to bring into the fold, a young corner to add some depth to the secondary map. Yeah, I mean, he's started 
a lot of games. I'm yeah. looking it up right now. So he has started 24 games. So if nothing else for the Bills, if you think this is somebody who can latch on to your team and who can make your roster as a backup guy, then I think he's probably worth the risk. Obviously, given the fact that he's 24 years old and this is going to be his third team, probably says something about, yeah, he's not going to immediately come in here and be a starting caliber player. But if you have an injury behind any of the guys that you have there, maybe you like him. I mean, maybe this gives them a little bit more flexibility with the position. Maybe this gives them the flexibility of seeing Christian Benford more at safety, even though they've said kind of up to this point that the plan is for him to be a cornerback. I believe Dane Jackson. Do you remember what his contract is off the top of your head? Was it only a one-year extension? Uh, Dane Jackson? Yeah, Uh, I believe that is the case. I'll look it up real quick as you talk, but I believe that's the case. So let's look at the guys that are going to be in front of Dantzler, at least when he steps in the door. Tredavious White, that's obvious. Kyir Elam, even though I feel like the expectations are a little bit tempered for Elam, he was a first-round pick last year. Like, if he doesn't win the job as the starting corner opposite Tredavious White, it will be a disappointment for him and for the team because they used a big resource on him. Then you get to that next wave of guys, which is Dane Jackson, and then it's Christian Benford. Now, when we have this conversation, we never include Taron Johnson because even though he's a cornerback, we're not talking about like guys who play nickel. Right. We're talking about guys on the boundary. So I'm not passing him off or anything like that. But then you get to Cameron Dantzler. I mean, guy who started 24 games as, or something like that as somebody who's 24 years old, you would like to think that there's some positive upside here. I just think about a position where they got really bare bones last year, and it makes sense that they would try and address it now because they don't want to get to the point where they did last year, where you're bringing in guys who are at the end of their career, who were really, really good five years ago, like they did with Xavier Rhodes. Like this is somebody whose best football might still be ahead of them. And you get the opportunity to go go sign him. And listen, we know from Brandon Bean on Tuesday, this is probably not a very expensive move. It's just not. It's probably like, hey, you've got some options. Come play for the best team and see if you can revitalize your career. And if that's what this ultimately is, kudos to the Bills for making it happen. So you said something interesting in all that. You said the expectations for Kyrie Elam are a little bit tempered. And I don't know if you – Wanted to say it like that because I want to say I think the expectations are a lot higher than what he's shown. I don't think they're tempered expectations. I think the expectations are there. He just has not performed to those expectations so far. I think this team expects him to be and wants him to be. Like, why wouldn't you? Wouldn't those expectations be super high and just he hasn't lived up to it yet? And even Brandon Bean talking about him uh, when we met with him and he met with the media, I should say, on Tuesday, talking about, you know, make sure making sure you're doing the right things at practice and understanding what they want from him and however he phrased it you know we can we can gain here just by watching practices and listening to Brandon Bean he's in a fight mm-hmm. for a starting job and if he walks out there if this team goes out on Monday Night Football week one against the New York Jets and Kyrie Elam isn't standing across from Tredavious White as the number two corner and starting mm-hmm. I think it's a disappointment Oh, I agree with that for sure. I, I I guess the way you phrase it is interesting because I tend to agree with you. Like, absolutely, it would be a disappointment if he's not the starter because he was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like there isn't as much noise and pressure around him as there usually is with a first-round pick. I don't know why. That's just kind of my sense on it. Like, we're talking a lot about Dalton Kincaid and, like, how does he immediately mm-hmm. fit into the offense? Last year, those conversations were not happening with Elam. It was like, well, he should probably play, but if he doesn't, whatever. And then they roll out the whole, like, him and Benford rotation thing at the beginning of the year. And then Dane Jackson starts to get more involved. And then Trey comes back, and it's just kind of this whole mishmash of everything that's going on. I just have never felt like 
Kyrie Elam is the guy that everybody is talking about. Like nobody is saying Kyrie Elam has to win the starting job or else it is a massive, massive void for the Bills. And I just don't feel that way. I think that, no, no, I don't. I don't think that's the case. What I think is it's a massive miss on him. If he yeah. Doesn't. Oh, for sure. I mean, at this point, you're a first round pick. You probably should have played more last year. I think some of that is on him, but yep. also some of that is on the coaching staff. I think they are way too slow with kind of pulling the trigger on these moves with first round picks and with young players. But now, I mean, you're a second round pick like th- that cannot be an excuse anymore. The same can be said for James Cook. Now, obviously, James Cook is going to be in a bit of a rotation with the other guys that they have there. But like there can't be any training wheels on James Cook at this point. You should know after this year if James Cook can be an RB1 or if he's going to be an RB1B. You know what's funny to me about just still here on Kyrie Elam? When he did play, Matt, I he never thought he hurt the Bills. No. He was good. Yeah, we, we didn't we always talk about how well he played and how good he looked? Even though the Bills say, hey, you know, he, he had to get to a certain level and, you know, um, he had to kind of, they, they had to kind of put him in there when he was ready, he wasn't ready, he wasn't doing this or that. He had a game-changing interception against the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs. He had an interception early on against the Kansas City Chiefs when he took the ball away from somebody in the end zone the first time that he played, basically. But I think he actually looked good in games when he played. I agree. I never thought that he hurt them. I thought he got, excuse me, gave them a little bit of juice. I yep. thought he had some nice size to counter Tredavious White, who is an undersized player for his, well, not undersized, but he's not a big body by any stretch. So I've liked Kyrie Elam in the limited reps that we've seen him play, but there must be something there that we aren't noticing or that the coaching staff is noticing that has kept him off of the field. I don't think this Cameron Dantzler thing has anything to do with Kyrie Elam. I think it has something to do with more of Cameron Dantzler being like, a, ooh, like, let's take a shot on this guy who's young, who's got starting experience, and he could probably make our team. But he's a name. Like, that's the thing that's weird is we're sitting here and we're about to record and we see all the tweets pop up from Bill's PR. Like, Cameron Dantzler's a name. I don't know why Cameron Dantzler's a name, though. I don't exactly know why am I so familiar with the name and the player, even though he hasn't had a ton of success. Probably you go back to that draft year. You know, he was one of the – you know, top corners listed in the draft. You yeah, know, he's only maybe, 24. So it's right. not like and, he's and been around that long. Third round pick for a team that's had success the last few years, you know, the Minnesota Vikings. So I think that's probably why. And he's got a cool name, right? Cameron Dantzler, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool name. So it's kind of stands out to you. By the way, just to clean this up, uh, the player they released to make room is Kyler McMichael. That's the player they released to make room uh, for Cameron Dantzler, who gets added onto the Bills roster. All right. Um, we were out there on Tuesday for an OTA, the last OTA that media can watch. Again, mandatory minicamp will be out there again. And it was a debut for two different people, but in two different ways for the Buffalo Bills. 